Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Andrew Phelps, partner and creative director at User10, a boutique studio focused on SaaS product strategy and development, is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. I live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona with my wife, Alexis, and uh, absolutely love living here. Love the northern Arizona is only a couple hours away, and it's a great place to get to cities you know, all over the U.S. when, when we're back to traveling again. Right. Um, uh, I work in... Uh, have a design studio with uh, two other partners and four great employees called user 10 and we focus all on user experience and user interface design and mostly focus on on SaaS products and kind of making those you know user experience differences that that uh, make products really fun to use and bring them into the realm of great products rather than just another product off the shelf and I love doing that because I've always loved being creative um, I've always loved problem solving and uh, just being able to be paid to, to do both things is, is really a dream come true. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. It's nice to be able to define what it is you're passionate in and have an impact. And, and I imagine that when somebody comes to you, you can look at how they're sort of presenting themselves and, and, and their business to the world and and then help them to, I don't know if it's change it, but maybe craft and... I, I, how 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 do you describe that? Is it improve it? Is it make it more effective, efficient? Well, it really depends on on the person coming through. You know, a lot of times um, we'll take a look at everything, and their user experience isn't isn't that bad. And the, what's really bad is their backend system that needs to be, you know, upgraded and revamped in order to really deliver what clients need. Other times it is that marketing ma- uh, marketing messaging or the brand story. Um, so it's really case by case. Uh, you know, sometimes we have to throw everything out. Sometimes it's small tweaks. I think that's one of the things that's so much fun about it is sometimes the difference between something working great and not working at all is just kind of a one degree change. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we are having this conversation on July the 7th, and obviously we've been all been living through this very, very unique time. And I know that I've been thinking a lot about um, resiliency and just sustainability and how that manifests from physically our health and financially our health and our mental well-being as well. And one of the things I really like to talk about on this segment is 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 how, how, how you are uh, managing or how you really manage your own self-talk and, and your own mental well-being. So I wanted to find out if you have any practices that have served you throughout your life and, and are continuing to serve you during this weird time. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, um, my mind works very quickly, which is a gift when it comes to solving problems and a curse when it comes to, uh, you know, personal feelings of, of peace and satisfaction. Um, cause sometimes your mind can work so fast that you're having thoughts you don't even realize you have. And so for me, uh, in, in all times, not just 
times of, of crisis like this one, it's all about slowing down and investing the time in, in slowing down my mind. And because if you can get your, your thoughts to a pace where you can actually see them go by, uh, you know, you can do a lot to make the adjustments you need. So you could call it meditation or you could call it just a, a very conscious effort to keep the mind moving slower. But that's my biggest thing. And that was the biggest game changer. Um, because back in my past, when I did have a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of problems with self-esteem, a lot of imposter syndrome, you know, my mind was worrying so fast that I didn't even know the negative self-talk was happening. And it wasn't until I kind of slowed down, did some of that meditation and really made a conscious effort to understand what was going on in my head. I realized how much of that negative stuff was happening. Yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. What was it that actually caused you to 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 realize hey you know what i think i am actually having all this negative self-talk um it was a, a good uh counselor or coach of mine at the time um you know he asked me about negative self-talk and i thought no i don't really do that and it, it was true i couldn't really reflect on thinking putting myself down or anything like that um but after journaling more and reflecting on it and slowing down i realized yeah i really do I, uh, I'm not very kind to myself at all. And, uh, I used to hold myself to impossible standards and, and sometimes I still do something that's, uh, you know, uh, an ongoing challenge an aspect of my personality that I'm always shooting for the next goal. Um, but it needs to be balanced with, <laughs> with some care and respect for yourself. Sure. <laughs> it's like, geez, Andrew, you are beating the heck out of yourself today, man. Take it easy. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people struggle with that. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely is. Well, I appreciate that, and what a what a gift that person gave to you to sort of put that in your head and you kick it around. You're like, oh, you know what? Do I have negative self talk? Maybe I never thought today, but maybe I actually do. I think that's. Uh, uh, how about that? And about how long ago was that? That was about five years ago now. Okay. Um, you know, I think I was familiar with some of the concepts, but he was really one of the best uh, coaches and mentors I've ever had. Um, and and the gift he gave me over and over was just challenging me. You know, he would let me talk and then he would just catch something I said that, you know, wasn't necessarily true and mm. would make me explain it. And through making me explain it, <laughs> you know, I would realize how much I had wrong or how much I took for granted or how much I failed to analyze my own ideas the you know the things that i accepted as true got it now that's something right now i think hopefully everybody is is reflecting on and and going deep on like why why do i think the things that i think why do i believe the things that i believe um and are the things that i believe really accurate or is it based on something else um all right so you 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 recognized in yourself that that you would probably benefit from from doing a little bit of work and i heard you said meditation i heard you say journaling um tell me a little bit about those things yeah i think you know i think it's it's tough to talk about this stuff because i think it's highly individualized and i also think there you know sometimes people talk about meditation or journaling or yoga as like oh this is your this is the cure you'll never be sad again right. and you know, I, I want to stay away from those types of things. I think each of them are powerful tools and it's highly individual. But for me, all of them contribute to, again, sl just slowing down my mind just so I can 
even see what's going on. You know, I kind of equate it to being in a super fast car or something and you're seeing the scenery just whip by and you can barely tell, you know, uh, what it is, maybe like going light speed in, in Star Wars and, you know, slowing my mind down to a point where you can actually look out the window and see what's happening. Um, that's the first, that was the first step for me to understand what was happening in my own head. And so, um, I also think that journaling and talking about, um, you know, how you feel with, with trusted confidants is incredibly powerful. You know, I think nine times out of 10, something that's bugging me as soon as it comes out of my mouth, I feel better. (laughs) It doesn't matter if the thing actually changes or not. It's just, you know, acknowledging and respecting the emotion I had and, uh, owning it. And, you know, your, your soul kind of feels a little more at peace. So I think those are all tools to understand what's inside you and, and help get them out. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and I, I definitely agree. I think that definitely want to stay away from saying, yep, this, this, this was the one thing that I did that one time that really fixed everything because I know for me, it's definitely an ongoing process. And once I feel like I understand something, then at this stage of my life anyway, then I've been, I've been curious to, to, to move on to the next uh, thing of personal development and to keep trying to go deeper to better understand myself and to be a, a better, um, whatever hat that I'm wearing, uh, better at that thing. So, so I certainly appreciate that. In this effort to slow, to slow the mind down, is it something you do every day? Uh, no, it's, uh, but I should. So that's where, (laughs) that's where I get into trouble, right? And maybe it's the end of the week and I'm feeling just so stressed Mm -hmm. and I'm looking at my workload and I'm looking at, um, you know, what's going on. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, I've had a great week. You know, our clients are happy. We've made some incredible things. This really cool thing happened. Like, why am I stressed out of my mind? You know? And, uh, it's just, it's just that I realized, oh yeah, I didn't really take the time this week. Right. Or, um, I probably made the wrong choice just a couple days in a row. Didn't take that run. Didn't eat as healthily as I should, whatever, you know, all those little factors compile quickly and, and it's just kicking the can down the road for me. I need to stay on top of it. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. And I think that that sort of leads nicely into, um, the, the next thing that I wanted to talk about is, Obviously, you are balancing a, a lot of different things as an entrepreneur, and you've got three partners and, and employees and family life and that this, that, and the other thing, and you're also a very active member of, of your community. So how do you – do you have like daily essential things that you say, okay, no matter what, I have to get these things done? Well, yes and no. Um you know, I think the at work and in the community and and at home, there's there's always the list of stuff that needs to be done. You know, I think in taking care of myself, it is making sure that there's time each day to, um, you know, go for a walk or uh, to do some journaling, that sort of thing. Um, some time that I'm truly alone, some time that, you know, I can uh, control the, the pace of my mind and my body. Um, you know, I think something you said earlier in the podcast, uh, about sustainability, I mean, I think that was a huge factor for me, um, in, in my understanding is that, uh, you know, regardless of what people say, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so if you can't, if you can't keep working at what you're working at every day because it's too much, then something needs to change, you know? And so a few years ago, I really, uh, made my effort 
uh, or put my effort into creating a creating a life that was sustainable. Can I do this every day or does it drain me? Um, does it give me energy or does it take energy away? You know, does it excite me and give me fulfillment or um, does it bring me down and, and make me feel bad? And obviously it's not black and white, so you need to do a balance, but aiming for that sustainability is everything because if you can sustainably uh, make a little progress each day, then over time you get to where you want to go. If you're hoping for you know, the one pipe dream to come through or you're pushing the pedal to the metal and exhausting yourself trying to get to that next goal, um, it's just not likely to happen, at least not for me. Yeah, that's the same for me too. And I think that seems like I've been, it's been on my mind a lot more lately about how it's drilled into our heads and certainly in the places that I'm on, on the internet, uh, there's a lot of people talking about how you need to be working 24 hours a day and producing 500 pieces of content a day and yada this, yada that. And if you don't do that, if you're not hustling, if you're not grinding, then you're not going to get to where you want to go. And, and to your point, I think it's just quite the opposite is you can run yourself into the ground, but then you're going to be out of commission. And you're going to be operating at, you know, a fraction of what you could be on a consistent basis. And obviously I think that that's way better than, than just burning yourself out in, in one day. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, you know, the, a lot of our clients are, are big companies. There's a lot of stress put on the folks we work with from executives above them. Everybody's kind of operating from this place of fear and stress and we got to get done. We got to meet the deadline. We got to do this, you know, and one of the luxuries we have as an outside firm is to, you know, control the pace of work and, and our culture a little bit more. And, you know, then we can go into these rooms of, <laughs> of busy minds and, and, fearful ideas and come up with things that are actually creative that will actually help and uh, it's hard to feel emotionally but logically we know it right if you just had to work hard then everybody would just work 24 hours a day at, at minimum wage right but that's yeah. not gonna get you to where you want to be and so as soon as you understand that those two things aren't really connected um, you know, you can start to leverage all these different things in, in different ways. I mean, one of the examples I like to use is when I started doing website coding, uh, design and coding, you know, about 10 years ago, we really had to write, <laughs> write lines of code for everything on the website. You know, it was, it was writing code to create something online and fast forward 10 years and the tools that we have to make websites are just insane. Anybody can make a website on Squarespace or any of the page builder websites, uh, you know, services in like 30 minutes. And so you just have to realize that the technology, the tools and the solutions to, you know, exponentially, um, leverage your value are there. And it's about learning those tools and, and thinking bigger about how you could really push the value you can provide because time is finite for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. So figuring out how you can really increase that value that you're bringing and, you know, you, you say that and in, in, in the financial world, it's it's really, I, I guess, probably in, in, in every industry. I think if you're in real estate, if you're in um, if you're in product strategy and design, if you're working in the financial space, technology has, for lack of a better term, really democratized a lot of the tools that people have. If it's building a website or if it's investing or whatever. Um, so yeah, figuring out how it is that you can actually bring value to the table and understanding the people that you're serving, 
all of their pain points and, and, and the fear and the stress that they're under to make good decisions and not make bad decisions to do it quickly. Um, that, that's interesting. It's like, yes, you are helping your, 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 your clients to, to make beautiful, uh, sites and, and effective business. Like we talked at the top, but at the same time, you're also helping them manage through that whole process. Absolutely. And, and feel good about it. Um, you know, it's that's one of the, the strange pitfalls of being in a creative industry is when people are um, stressed and sad about making something cool. It's like this is all wrong. The whole reason to make something is because it's fun. It's a great challenge. And you're you know bringing something into the world and it's worth putting the time and effort and money into making it great. And uh, if that's not the way you feel about it, then somewhere somewhere along the line the wires are crossed right uh and that's been something in my career i've noticed as well too it's like if i wasn't having fun at work it's like well, wait a second what's wrong why am i doing this <laughs> i started this because it was fun you know and and kind of putting the pieces back together of like why am i where am i looking at this the wrong way because this is supposed to be fun and fulfilling and if it's not i'm prioritizing the wrong things yeah right it's like, I remember a couple of years ago and this was awesome. And now it totally sucks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <What do> I... <laughs> it's happened more than once for me, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, all too often, all too often, just minutia and, and life piles more and more crap onto us. And, you know, that's why we got to slow things down, Andrew. We got to go back through and figure out where, where the kink in the hose is or where the wires are crossed. So appreciate that. What do you wish that you had more time to do? It's a great question. Probably, uh, probably hike, but like long hikes, hikes that take hours and hours, you know? <laughs> so like, um, you know, half day hikes, whole day hikes. I would like to do, you know, those during the week, I think, but that's not, that's not how I'm organizing my time right now. Yeah. Yeah. Something to be working on for the future. I appreciate that. Well, Andrew, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? You know, that's tough. So I had one ready, but I think it really is back to that um, sustainability. Uh, you know, take a look at your life. Can you live your life, uh, you know, if you had to live every day of your life like you lived it today, could you do it or, <laughs> or not? And that is a kind of a black and white thing that is very easy uh, the very easy assessment at the end of the day take out a journal and and write that could i you know if i lived every day of my life like i lived it today would i be happy with my life and uh you know if the answer is no then then you got to follow up with why and what can you do to change it all that all those sorts of things the one that i had saved uh or was ready to share with the audience was you know don't be afraid to invest in yourself and that's time that's money that's um resources you know i think most people don't spend the time the effort or the money on um taking care of themselves so that could be that could be yoga classes that could be a, a gym membership that could be um you know money for uh, a, a good counselor or uh you know a weekly massage whatever uh you know whatever that you need to help you feel more balanced and feel better about your life and being on planet earth is worth every penny. I don't think there's a better way you can spend your money, but it does have to be something that actually provides, uh, you know, a personal benefit like, 
I wouldn't say buying things uh, for yourself is like a, a long-term fulfilling strategy. It has to be stuff that helps with your, um, you know, your deeper emotional health or physical health. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets. Come on, come on. And I think that those two things are very much, very much intertwined. You know, you need to. I, I've been talking a lot and thinking about a lot of this stuff too. It's you know, are, is 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 your life right now the way that you want it to be? Is it sustainable? And would you redo the day that you just lived? And that's that's certainly investing in yourself is taking the time to 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 do, to do that work and to think about it. So I think that's great. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and how can people engage with you and User Ten? Uh, if they want to find me, they can find me on LinkedIn, Andrew R. Phelps. And if you're interested in any uh, UX UI design services, you can find us at user10.com. It's user10.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to LinkedIn and track Andrew down there. And also go to user10.com. It's user10.com. Thanks again, Andrew. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.